0: Alright team, how are we doing? Welcome back to the Get Jacked podcast. It's myself here, I'm Jenny, and today we are going to be talking about non-negotiables. So what we may mean by that is, is stuff that you have to do if you're looking for a fat loss result. So some of these non-negotiables will be relevant if you're looking for a muscle building result, but this is more so geared towards if you're looking to lose body fat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I suppose let's conduct this like an interview. Okay. <laughs> Non-negotiables.
1: Yeah. What do they mean? <laughs> well, Jack, um I suppose it's kind of mastering the basics. Um whenever you want to start something new or get a new focus um and really want to achieve your goals, you need to start with your first steps with the basics and lay the foundations before you can start to build on them.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. agree? Yeah. <laughs> I think people, whenever I say non gospels people say, what does that mean? I think, what's the, what is the word they say? The writing's on the tin. It
1: does what it says on the tin. Yeah, or yeah.
0: the recipe's in the pudding.
1: Proof's in the pudding. Proof's in the pudding. No, so it wouldn't be the recipe one. It'd be, it would be, does what's Well, it's
0: a non-negotiable, there's no no negotiation here, this has to be done. If you want want. to get a result, then there's no if, buts and maybes on this, this has to be done.
1: Yeah, but they're not as scary as what they sound. Like when you say non-negotiables, I think people maybe think really specific things, but it's more like areas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Should I just run over them all first? No. Go individually? Individually. Not just run through it and then explain it. Okay. So I suppose non-negotiables that we think are non-negotiable yeah. are steps, tracking food, sleeping, water intake. Um, specifically for clients, we have checking in, regular communication and being active on the group. And what we will do is we will dive into this individually. Just for those who are not part of the team, just remember if you listen to the first episode this podcast the first five episodes or so are very much geared towards clients who are new starts so when i said about clients checking in and stuff like that this podcast this episode is for them and um, however the steps food sleeping water etc you will benefit from that so please keep listening and um, because you will still get a big benefit from what we're going to discuss in this it's just for the check-in stuff that is more so for them and why we think they need that as a non-negotiable. I would say you won't be checking in with us because you're not a client. Yeah. Clients, listen up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Should I go first? You go first? You go. Okay. So, steps. So, the reason why steps are so important is because when it comes to getting a fat loss result, it's all about creating a calorie deficit. A calorie deficit means that you burn more calories than you consume. So, if you think of it as a seesaw, if the seesaw is a perfectly horizontal line, then you're maintaining weight. If the right hand side rises up, you're in a calorie deficit calorie maintenance. No. Calorie surplus, that's the word, thank yeah. you. You're eating too much. And if the left hand side rises up, you're in a calorie deficit and you're eating Less than you put in. Less than you put in. No, put in. I confused myself there. Yeah. Yeah. Less than you put out. So you want to be putting out more than you're putting in. So if you're consuming If you need to lose weight if your maintenance is 2,000 calories you need to either eat or burn less than 2,000 in order to lose weight and so weight loss isn't just like let's say oh I've only ate 1,500 so my body will just survive on 1,500 that's not the case if you need 2,000 and you don't eat 2,000 your body will eat itself to get 2,000 it does that through eating fat and muscle if it didn't do that then you die, that's literally (laughs) how how it works. So, the biggest thing we can control when it comes to movement, when it comes to output, is your day-to-day movement, it's called NEAT, it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which in layman's terms means anything, which is exercise that's not considered exercise. So, movement, If you've ever been in work and you're asked to move loads of boxes, you get a bit of a sweat on, you wouldn't turn around and call that a workout. Mm -hmm. If you walked to the gym and did a workout, you wouldn't consider the walk to the gym, the workout. Cleaning the house, doing gardening, whatever it is, movement, that burns calories. Mm -hmm. The reason why we focus so much on steps is it's something we can track very, very easily and it becomes much more specific. You can't just say you're going to clean the house every single day or move those boxes every single day, that's then not natural. But going out for walks and staying active and getting lots of steps in is more natural and is much more easy to manage and maintain. That is the biggest calorie output you can do. So much bigger than any workout you'll ever, 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 ever do in your entire life if you're walking enough. So if you're walking eight plus thousand steps, then the calorie output from those steps will be higher than any workout you'll do. You agree?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unless you do like seven hours of Exercise. CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or like some crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, in general, what you go to the gym and do yeah. for an hour or an hour and a
0: half. In th- in the, what you do in an hour, from thirty minutes to an hour and a half in the gym, yeah, you will never it's burn as good. much as what you would do. No. Moving throughout the day. Yeah. Um, so if you took person A who goes to the gym every single day for an hour, then sits down the rest of the day, Mm -hmm. and you have person B who never goes to the gym but walks 10,000 steps. Person B is gonna burn more calories than person A. And therefore, is gonna have a bigger calorie output and more likely be in a calorie deficit. So your first non-negotiable is steps you need to ensure that you're walking enough. Now if you're walking like 2,000 steps, don't expect yourself to go and walk 10. Mm -hmm just walk a little bit more. Try and increase your output. Mm-hmm. What I tend to say to people is, try and do a 10, 15 minute morning walk and a ten to 20, 15, 20 minute walk at night as well. Mm-hmm. And either in those two walks is gonna massively increase your um, step count. Mm-hmm. The second part of steps is then you need to start tracking it. So if you don't already have some kind of uh, what was it pedometer, yeah, like a watch yeah,
1: like a, fitness tracker.
0: a fitness tracker then I would purchase one the steps on your phone are not that accurate simply because you don't have your phone on you at all times mm-hmm. even if you think you do you don't mm-hmm. um, so I would purchase a watch you can get them dead cheap you can get a shit was it a shit bit on Amazon <laughs> for 30 pounds yeah. you don't have to go buy an Apple watch for hundreds and hundreds of pounds you can buy yeah. a shit bit and you can start tracking your steps so number one non-negotiable is steps and that's why they're so important
1: and if you are our client, you'll have been given a specific step target. Yeah. Um. And like Jack said, you know, it's tailored to you. So if you tell us that you currently walk t- 2,000 steps a day, then we're not going to tell you to start going and getting 10. And a lot of people sometimes, I think, when they do get into fitness, will set themselves that barrier. And they might get it for the first, you know, week or mm-hmm. so. But it's such a huge change to your routine and lifestyle that you might not be able to keep it up and then will crash so yeah. we will have given you a specific target based on what you currently do um, so please stick to that.
0: When you <laughs> pick a target don't think of the target being what can I do tomorrow think what can I do for the next six months yeah what can I maintain if maintain. you think I'm gonna go to gym every single day and you know you want that for the next six months then don't expect yourself to do that so the same with steps don't do I'm gonna walk 20,000 steps a day mm-hmm. when currently you know you only walk three because it's not gonna happen. Um, second one is then tracking food
1: so, um, tracking food can be basically. We think the easiest way is to download an app called My Fitness Pal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other apps where you can um, do it. We just we don't use those. Um, and you. Well, we
0: may have to now that they've removed the yeah, barcode well, scanner.
1: Apparently, I've not tried it yet. I apparently mm, used no. to, if anyone's listening, <laughs> and you know, if My Fitness Pal have started charging to do the barcode scanner, so it's a really easy app for tracking your food? Um, And basically, yeah, it has all the foods under the sun um, logged on there and you can just pop in how much you are eating throughout the day and find out exactly what you're eating and then um, take it from there. So, if again, if you're a client, you'll generally have been given... um, We might ask you to track your food to start because a lot of people have no idea what they eat and you tend to underestimate what you eat as well. Um, so basically if you track for a week it gives us a much better starting point point. Um, and being honest about that as well and typing in everything that you do currently if you don't have MyFitnessPal then you can always just take a note of things um, and then we can work it out from there and, and then from that you can start to get that baseline and then eat less because mm-hmm. like Jack oh. said it's all about that um, that kind of seesaw so you either Exercise more or walk more, um, be more active, or you can eat less food to create that deficit um, of energy. So,
0: and the best bet is doing a bit of both. Yeah, yeah,
1: obviously, um, you don't want to do one or the other. So having a nice balance between the two um, will get you a good result. But tracking your food, there's no, there's no way to know what, yeah, if you don't track your food, you've no idea of that starting point and what you're eating. Um, And it's really easy to forget what you eat throughout the day as well, yeah. even if you don't mean to.
0: Your secret snacker.
1: Yeah. Um, And also part of tracking that is being honest with yourself and putting in, like we said, being honest with us and putting in exactly what you're eating, but weighing out your food as well is really important. So in particular for like your pasta and so your kind of carb sources like pasta, rice, um porridge oats, um what else is there? Potatoes. Potatoes. It's really, really, really easy to underestimate how much you're eating of those. Cereal, that's another thing. Yeah. If you just blindly pour into the pot or the bowl Peanut butter. Um yeah, fats are another thing. Peanut butter, if you've ever weighed out your peanut butter you'll you'll really realise how much a portion is It's nothing like what you think it is. (laughs) Um, And you can so easily be going over your calories if you aren't tracking those things. So tracking food is, yes, noting it down throughout the day um, and using things like MyFitnessPal to keep note of it. um, But it doesn't really mean much if you're guesstimating. So you're saying, oh, a portion size is 15 grams of peanut butter. So that's what I'm eating when you're not actually weighing it out. So you're you're probably eating like 30 to 40 grams. And that is a heck of a lot more calories than what you think you're having.
0: Yeah. And being honest is so crucial because you need to know that start point in so you can then begin to decrease it. And I know for a fact there's going to be people listening to this saying, oh, I tried it and it didn't work yeah. for me. The truth is, uh, tracking is the easiest way to manage your food. Mm. If you think it's obsessive, then my answer to that is there's a lot worse things to be obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be obsessed with tracking food than I would be obsessed with snorting cocaine. <laughs> so um, you have to look at it more, what's the word, um, not open-minded, but just don't take it to the, the extreme that some people take it to in terms of like tracking food, they don't get caught up in it as if it's something that's going to ruin your life by tracking your calories. Some people can get so like, oh, I, I got too obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, personally. I'm going to be honest here. you, I think that's a bit of an excuse. You maybe didn't get a result and you use that time to factor and get the result. Secondly, people who don't get a result from tracking usually 9 times out of 10 fall off the way of tracking, they don't stay consistent with it, or they lie about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They don't wear their foods and they just kind of guesstimate, therefore it's not accurate and therefore they're not going to get a good result off of it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the reason why we track is because it allows you to eat what you want to eat and remain in a calorie deficit. Every yeah. single diet, every single one will get you in a deficit.
1: Yeah. Whether shake you're diets. Cutting out carbs or Yeah, cutting out
0: carbs, cutting out sugars, shapes. cutting out fats, yeah. protein only, carnivore diet, vegan diet, veggie yeah. diet, or um reducing your intake in some
1: in,
0: way. And what's it called? Intermittent fasting. Yeah. All these diets all simply reduce your keto. Yeah. Oh, they just reduce your calorie intake. I've
1: got, like Tourette's for diets, right? Yeah.
0: They just reduce your calorie intake, and then therefore you go into a calorie deficit. Yeah. Keto is so, one of the biggest ones. When people say, "Oh, you know, I eat, I, my body's in my ketones, and I burn more fat." The reason why you burn more fat is because you eat more fat, and therefore there's fat in the body to burn. Yeah. Is a you're not burning fat in terms of what's on your body. You're burning fat in terms of what you're eating. That's why you burn more fat. Yeah, um,
1: and tracking food so it's a non-negotiable because it's if you don't know what you're eating, then you don't know that you're in a calorie deficit. Yeah, through your food. And it's also a really good tool, like Jack said, to be able to eat flexibly and enjoy your diet. Um, So you can get a meal plan um, and you'll probably get bored of it very, very quickly and then um, not want to stick to it and then not stick to it and then won't get results because you don't stick to your meal plan. So if you track your food, then you can pick up different options in the shops. It also gets you to learn more about your food so that you are then not eating off of a meal plan like a robot for the rest of your life. Um, like a lot of diets have you do we want to teach you about how to eat properly um, and then use that knowledge going forward so that you know after however long it takes a couple of weeks, a month, six months you know exactly what's in your foods and you maybe don't need to track so much anymore yeah. and you can be that little bit more loose with things
0: there's, th- yeah, there's, there's three stages of natri- knowledge and nutrition there's the first stage which is being unaware which, if you're starting out currently, you are likely unaware of the calorie intake on the foods that you eat nutritionally. Mm-hmm. You then become calorie aware. You start tracking your food, you find out what you're eating, and you try and stick to a calorie limit. So you track your food, let's say you're eating 2,500. Okay, I bring it down to 2,3, therefore I'm 200 less, I'm in a minute deficit. So bang on, I'm now staying within that number. A lot of people only go to calorie aware. What we are talking about is then becoming nutritionally aware, which is then the third step. And if you want to get that third step, you're aware of your food, but you don't always need to track, and you are aware of what's in your food and what you're eating, then you need to first make that stepping stone to calorie aware. Mm-hmm. It's the first step you get, first step you take. Yeah. Um, just off the back of that, if you do track your calories and you find out what it is you're eating, don't go try and reduce them by five hundred, a thousand. Mm-hmm. Reduce simply by two hundred to two fifty, um, to ensure you're eating enough because undereating is still a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can and undereat.
1: Switch off to whatever the app tells you to eat as well because it's probably going to be oh, true, my yeah. fitness pal is a great app for tracking food. But when you first set it up you put in like your weight and how much you want to weigh uh, how much weight you want to lose or gain or whatever and it will be probably wildly incorrect. Yeah. Um Pretty and will probably be, yeah, undereaten if you're wanting to lose fat and like Jack said, undereaten is real. Um, and so. it will tell
0: you to track your your workouts and then you can eat your workouts back. Again. I also highly recommend that you don't do that because yeah. it then can lead to believe it or not, an eating disorder. Because you then associate exercise with eating and then you think, right, well, I've done a workout, therefore I can have this. That's not how it works. Um, Your workout, when you exercise, is to make your body fitter and healthier. It is not to burn calories. Um, By eating less and moving more, you get into a calorie deficit and therefore get a result. So that's steps in tracking food. The next one is then sleep. Lots and lots of people go on about how they can operate on five hours I, I do fire on five hours I, I, I can operate on that yeah it's like a um, yeah oh I only sleep four hours that's all
1: I need yeah that's
0: all I need mate and to be honest that's fine but if you want to get results then you need the, the this is of all the non-negotiables <laughs> sleep is the one that it's under it's just it's the bottom of the pyramid yeah. it is the underlying line of everything yeah. you need to be sleeping seven to eight hours a night if you're not then you're gonna have significantly less results. And the reason for that is is sleep is literally where your body recovers. When you sleep, you shut off and your brain goes to work on everything else behind the scenes with regards to recovery, with regards to hormone replacement, and with regards to just getting the body functioning in a, what's the word? Optimal. Optimal environment. Mm -hmm. And if you want to lose body fat, you need to be in an optimal environment. Your body, regardless of size, regardless of weight, your body doesn't want to drop body fat. Where, where you are currently, your body thinks is normal. It's used to it. Mm-hmm. And so we need to then make sure we're in an optimal position to go into fat loss. I know you're thinking, is this true? They've done studies. This is true. They, science. Yeah, science says this is true. If you, if you fight science, then I'm sorry, you're an idiot. Science says it's true they done a study and they put people into a calorie deficit and they were losing half a pound to two pounds per week, which is what you want to be losing. That's a healthy weight loss. They then put them into a 14-day period of interrupted or just poor sleep going for around under six hours. In that 14-day period where they had less sleep, their weight loss dropped by 55%. As in, like, stopped. As in, reduced by 55%, is what I mean. As in, like, if you are losing two, you're now losing, like, Under 0.4. 55. Less than half. Yeah. So, so even two pounds would be less than a
1: pound. Less than a
0: pound. So, by 0.5, then, 55. Well, maybe more than 0.5. Yeah. Anyway, from the exact same diet, they went from losing two pounds per week, the only thing they changed was they reduced their sleep, and they got 55% less results. Moreover, because they had less sleep, they were, had a lower mood and lower energy. Lower mood and lower energy meant they had less motivation to stick to the diet and to exercise and take the steps. Also, eating the exact same meals, they weren't as full from the same meals, so they were less satiated, and they also felt hungrier after the meal and throughout the day, meaning they were more likely gonna cheat on their diet. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not sleeping enough, you're literally stabbing yourself in the back with getting results. So, stop bragging about how you sleep on sleep for 4 hours mm-hmm. um, and start sleeping 7 to 8. The only only exception I will allow mm-hmm. is if you have a baby. I because was gonna say, yeah, <laughs>
1: if you've got kids, it can be really difficult. Yeah, but apart from that, your if you're
0: telling me you're not going to have time in the day to sleep to sleep more than seven, seven, uh, 5 hours, you're lying to me and you're lying to yourself. so obviously sort your schedule out
1: yeah if you have children then it's much more difficult to get a nice uninterrupted 7 to 8 hours like Mm -hmm. we know that that's near impossible you're probably listening going away you go like wait till you have wings erm this is talking to the
0: average joe
1: yeah if you're sitting up all night on tiktok or on your phone on any kind of app if you're sitting up all night watching crap things or you're staying up yeah till like 2 in the morning watching telly or playing video games like yeah this is more what we mean
0: we yeah. will do a podcast on sleep, but essentially doing that stuff is why you can't sleep, um, and we'll yeah. discuss how to improve that. But the, yeah. the most important thing now is, is what you have to start doing is trying to sleep, focusing on your um, yeah. later, or longer, Poker. sorry, yeah. and um,
1: more restful.
0: Yeah, if you're somebody who's sits, finishes work at five o'clock and then sits up till midnight.
1: Just
0: give me the bit of paper. All right. And then cast it up at 7 in the morning and so has a crap sleep, mm-hmm. then uh, you need to do it earlier. Simple as that. You have to watch a couple less episodes of something on Netflix. Yeah. So you can prioritize your sleep. Yeah. Um, then water.
1: Yeah. So the, our kind of last main non-negotiable um, is for drinking two to three litres of water, roughly, per day. Again, if you're a client, you'll have um, a specific target, but it's normally around about there. Um, and the reason, can, one of the largest things for water um, is that, yeah, sorry, I've lost my train of thought
0: Okay, <laughs> so we are 75% water, we, we are literally more water than we are anything else. Now I was talking about sleep and how you need to be in an op- optimal position to lose body fat and with less sleep means you're less optimal, means you get less results. If you're dehydrated, your body is not in an optimal position and therefore you're not going to get good results. It also will affect things like digestion, which means you won't process your food properly, which means you won't get the same amount of nutrients and um, just the same energy, I suppose, from the food. You'll process it faster and, and correctly, therefore you might feel less uh, satiated, etc., from the meal. You'll feel hungrier because obviously water fills your stomach up a little bit. Um, so just simply by drinking more water, you will feel fuller for longer, you'll also have more energy um, Your brain function will improve You'll have With more energy and higher brain function, you'll have more motivation And simply lastly, just makes your body more efficient And the more efficient your body is, the more results you're going to get It doesn't need to be water though, it can be teas, coffees, dilute and juice Th- Don't think of it as pure water, try and think of it as just liquid intake Coffee is a dehydrator, but if right now, if you're drinking 500ml a day then let's not get too bogged down in this. Let's simply focus on trying to get in a litre to two litres, ideally one and a half to three litres of liquids. Yeah,
1: but preferably not all tea and coffee.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. ideally try to have three coffees a day. Yeah. Don't have too much caffeine, but we'll talk about that's caffeine later. Topic, yeah. um, right now, the main focus is trying and get in two to three litres of liquids per day. Um, ideally, a litre of which is coming from water. If it has to be with dilate juice, then that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add to that? No. Cool. So, if that is the non-negotiables for everyone, mm-hmm. now, clients, listen up, you have three more. Mm-hmm. So, these three are about how we can ensure you get in progress, because ultimately, those three, the steps, tracking food, the sleeping, the drinking, the water, etc they're written into your plan that's in your program. So, we'll be building that into your routine as we speak. But, we need to ensure that we're actually getting progress as well. So the next thing we're going to talk about is, one, making sure that the steps we have you on, the food we have you eating is working in your favor and is actually getting you results because nobody wants to go out for three, two to three walks a day and eat less food and get no results. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to give a valiant effort to something and then get nothing from it. So the next thing we're going to talk about is how we can ensure we're seeing progress and ensure you're getting results and if you're not getting results, how we can then ensure we'll make the changes to make sure you start getting results. Mm -hmm. Yeah?
1: Yeah, so the the most effective way for us to know how you're getting on is to check in with us. Um, We'll ask you to check in, usually weekly, Um, and it normally consists of uh, weight, some progress pictures, some measurements, um, and then telling us how your week has been, um, and it's really important to find out all those factors because, like Jack said, we need to know um, what's going on, how how the you know non-negotiables that we have set you are actually being able to work into your routine, how you're getting on with them. Um, you know, if you say, "I'm really struggling to hit that step target," or "I'm really struggling to hit that food," I'm just so hungry, or I've been trying to go cold turkey on my favourite type of chocolate. I'm just choking for a bit of chocolate. Like all these little things. Um, checking in with us once a week is your kind of opportunity to air that all out, um, and things that you might think that we won't do. Like you know, if you said, "Oh, I'm choking for a bit of chocolate," we'll go, "Okay, cool. Let's try and work that There's into your chocolate, yeah. um And you might not be expecting that, um, but or you know, if we if you say, "Oh, I'm struggling to hit my steps." Um, we'll say right okay cool like here's what you, here's how you can implement them and if that's still too hard then we'll reduce your step target or you know there's other things that we can do um, don't just assume that we'll be like oh well tough go and get them or yeah we're not drill sergeants about, oh well tough just go cold turkey on your chocolate like for yeah, <laughs> humans to, yeah um, it's
0: to ensure you're ultimately yes our, our priority is to get you a result and to get you the the physique change that you want, but we're not willing to sacrifice your mental health.
1: Yeah.
0: And we want you it's enjoying the process. Yeah. yeah, we want you to finish the diet and be like, do you know what? I mean, That's what was really it? Like your, some of my clients have said in the past, been like, you know, what was it your clients lost? Is it nine stone now? Yeah. And how many times does she tell you? No, no, 11. 11 stone she's yeah. lost and she says, I, I'm not dieting. She never says she feels like
1: she's on a diet. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's about creating, she She's got. she's dropped 11 stone, yeah. so she's eating less food, but her energy and her mood's through the roof. Yeah. Her stress is managed. It's all about these things, about essentially making the, yes, we have the end goal being the goal, but we want the travel from A to B being enjoyable.
1: Yeah you journey. want to
0: enjoy the journey and mm-hmm. so the purpose of the check-in is to one ensure you're enjoying the journey and two you're actually travelling towards that end goal
1: mm-hmm. yeah? And yeah and that's where we can make changes either or you know even if you're like oh everything's brand new but we're not getting the result okay where can we make changes to yeah. keep you progressing to get that result so if you don't check in and you don't weigh yourself and you don't um give us that feedback and you don't take your pictures then we don't know how you're getting on. We don't know if you're getting if we're getting you to where we said we would get you.
0: Yeah. And I've never had a client who's not checked in get a result. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had somebody come to me and go, okay I'll do this and then come back in three weeks' time and go, Oh Jack, I'm doing amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone who every if you look at our, our pages, you see people who've got amazing transformations, you think I'd love that to be me. Every single one of them uh, has uh, does, does the weekly check-in and then yeah. roll on to the second non-negotiable communicates on a regular basis mm-hmm. so they talk to us they tell us about that they, they text us don't think of it as oh, I'm just nagging them now mm-hmm. the more yeah. we know the better we can help yeah. so regular communication mm-hmm. don't think of it as you can only talk to us in mm-hmm. that uh, check-in
1: Yeah.
0: ideally we'd like to hear from you at least three times a week yeah. would you agree with that? yeah At least least twice, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just so we know how things are going. Mm -hmm. Off the back of that, it doesn't need to be one-to-one communication. The third non-negotiable is then just being active in the group. Mm -hmm. If we can see your activity in the group, then we know that you're doing it. Yeah. And we can ensure you're progressive. If you've got questions or queries or you're unsure or you want help with a recipe or whatever or a workout, put it in the group and allow us to help you... um, secondly what it's going to do is it's actually going to boost motivation because Mm -hmm. by being active in the group you're then going to feel like a member of that um, I suppose group community Community. Community. yeah Yeah. and by feeling like you're a member of that community is going to give you motivation Mm -hmm. it's going to make you feel like you're worthy of going to the gym it's going to make you feel like you're part of something bigger than just the wee weight loss it's going to make you feel it's going to help you create an identity around the person you want to become. Mm-hmm. So we're not going we to talk too much about how to boost motivation. In fact, we're going talk nothing about boosting motivation tonight. Yeah, yeah. So it's already been 20, 29 minutes. Mm-hmm. However, um, when we do talk about motivation, one of the big aspects of that is going to be talking about being active in the group. Because when you're surrounded by people who are like, like-minded, who are all going after the same result then you begin to create a community of like-minded people which creates an environment for success. Mm -hmm. So regular check-ins, regular communication and being active on the group is the secret to success Mm -hmm. along with the steps tracking for which is already written for you but if you want to ensure you're progressing and ensure you don't run out of motivation and feel like you're not making any progress then we need to track it and ensure we're going somewhere and the check-ins, the round of communication and being active in the group is where we can ensure that that is happening. Yeah. Yeah. hmm Anything else to add to that?
1: I don't
0: think so. Oh, beans.
1: Yeah. So that is episode two, episode negotiable non
0: Non-Negotiables, what's episode three going to be? I don't know. We
1: need to look at our region. I've
0: got about a million bits of paper with all these notes on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's
1: like come back to school.
0: Do, do 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 Keep talking to them, tell them a story whilst so I look for this. I don't
1: have any stories.
0: You must have some story. Sorry, it is very boring. About the chicken that went to the, the fridge. It
1: doesn't sound like a story
0: that I do want to tell. He went to the fridge, and was looking for tomatoes. Remember that story? No. i trying to think of one.
1: Well, it doesn't really matter what the next episode's going to um, be. Um... Because they're going to listen anyway, aren't you?
0: But now I'm looking for it. Why? Well, I think I looked way right past it. You probably
1: have.
0: I think we'll talk about habits and routine. Let's talk about habits and routine. So, everyone is always talking about, oh, you know, I tried calorie Cow but it didn't work. I tried doing steps, but it didn't work. I tried this, tried that, it didn't work. I did a, a diet before, and I lost three stone, but I put all the weight back on. Everyone's been there, and if you haven't been there, then Sally from work has, where she dropped 10 stone and then put 11 stone back on. The issue with this is, is you didn't create um, a solid habit. So, if you want to make a change, then the thing you're trying to change has to become a habit. Otherwise, it's just a short-term fix. If you want a long-term result, it needs to be a long-term fix. So, the next episode is going to be about how to turn conscious thought into subconscious action.
1: That goes back to my favourite phrase, nothing changes if nothing changes.
0: Nothing changes if nothing changes. Exactly. So, next episode is going to be about habits and essentially, what allows you to get a long-term result. If you do what we're going to talk about, then you're more likely going to get a long-term result. If you don't do it, then it's more likely you're going to get a short-term result and then revert back to where you were. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for joining.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll speak to you next week.
1: Yeah.